Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Now this lets us know how long Esther has been queen at this point. Because if you refer back to Esther 2 and 16, it says, So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. We're getting all these timestamps all over, mapping it out for us. So Esther was taken in the tenth month. All right, Esther became queen in year seven. She became queen in year seven. And now the plot to kill the Jews is decided in year 12. How long has Esther been queen? She's been queen for about five whole years now. Time really moves, doesn't it? (laughs) She's been queen for now, uh, queen of Persia, that empire that we saw, for five years. Why is it important to take special observation to biblical timestamps, aside from the fact that it allows historical validation? Because the timestamps give us more depth about the people we are reading about. You can now see that she's been queen for five years. But also consider how Esther had fully dedicated herself before that five years to a whole year of dedication that we saw previous in the book, to a whole year of beauty preparations. Now that that whole year of beauty preparations, that demonstrated dedication on Esther's part. Great dedication. And, and, and so now what we see is that she has continued to uphold that same level of dedication in her role as queen for a full five years. She dedicated hard to that whole year of preparation. She's going to give that same level of dedication for the five years she's been queen. The king has now seen a lengthy time of dedication from her. By now, King Ahasuerus has probably come to really trust her. And not only that, but Mordecai reported a plot that was supposed to be against them. So Mordecai and Esther are coming upward in their trust. Forget promotion. Haman, you're up here. Forget that. Who's being, who has integrity here? Esther and Mordecai both are demonstrating integrity. Haman is going to show quite the opposite. But let me, again, about Esther real quick. This dedication she's been doing for these years And still her secret of being a Jew has still not been out yet. She has still not revealed that she's a Jew. How many people today could do this? (laughs) Keep a secret like this? I mean, that tight? How many people could really do it? Most people, they just can't keep their mouth shut anymore. They've They've got that, I am who I am, and I don't care what anybody thinks. And if you don't like it, then you can go eat dirt. They got that kind of attitude. Esther does not. Esther doesn't have that. Friends, that kind of attitude is not God-serving. It is self-serving. And the timestamps in verse 7 shows us the integrity of Esther, the selfless, 
character and attitude that Esther has. It's not all about her. It's not, I'm the queen, now I can do whatever I want to. No, that's not what it is. She has been continually obedient to Mordecai's instructions to keep quiet about being a Jew for the sacrificial and selfless purpose of fulfilling God's plan to save the Jewish people. She is exercising discipline so that God can work through her. You see how important it is for us to have a discipline about ourselves so that God can work through us. God's not going to work through people that's like, I'm who I'm going to be, and if you don't like it, too bad. God's not going to use that, people. He's just not. Esther is demonstrating a good quality qualities to us. She's been keeping that secret there. Serving the Lord takes real discipline. Notice the root word of discipline is disciple. Now look at how much we have learned about Esther's character from a mere timestamp. Do you see that? Don't skip over timestamps too fast when you read the Bible because timestamps, biblical timestamps are just waiting to burst open with a lot of good information to help us walk in the Lord more carefully. And so for six years now, one of years for preparation and now five as being queen, Esther has not heard from either Mordecai or the Lord that it's time to reveal her secret that she's a Jew. And so she's keeping it quiet. That is firm, disciplined dedication. Esther 3 and 8. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from all other peoples, and they do not keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is not fitting for the king to let them remain. If it pleases the king... Let a decree be written that they be destroyed, and I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who do the work to bring it into the king's treasuries. Now, from that, Haman had no evidence whatsoever, zero, that the Jews were breaking laws. He had no evidence of that at all. He made that up. He lied. He lied. He's speaking Satan's language which means he's being used as the devil's little puppet. Because Satan is trying to wipe out God's covenant people like he's been doing for a very, very long time. And Satan does not just work through lies, he also works through big money. Don't let that big money thing fool you. Now, Haman was willing to pay for the Jews' destruction. You know, dangle enough money in front of people, and they'll do anything you want them to, no matter how absurd it is. And that's Haman's angle here. Haman offered to pay how much? 10,000 talents of silver. How much is that? That is one staggering amount of money. Incredibly staggering. Millions upon millions in today's currency. Haman had not been in his high position long enough to have accumulated wealth like this. That's the problem I see here. He he just got promoted not long ago. He was not promoted up until Esther became queen, so he hasn't been in this spot for less than five years. He hadn't had enough time to build up that kind of wealth yet. And so, since there's no way he could have built up that much wealth, unless he was very crooked, unless he was crooked and had seriously been abusing his position in ways that the king wasn't aware of. And so here, you've got a crooked man calling the Jews crooked. That's hypocrisy. 
Now, I think it's possible that this enormous figure that he presented to the king made the king suspicious of Haman because of what we read next. Esther 3 and 10. So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. And the king said to Haman, the money and the people are given to you to do with them as seems good to you. Okay, so take notice here. The king did not require Haman to pay for it, but the king offered to pay for it himself. I think the king may have thought there's something fishy about this big of an amount coming from this guy. So Mordecai and Esther are coming up in their stature. They're coming up in their reliability and their dedication. And Mordecai is a trusted guy, but something's off about Haman. But the king paying for it himself, it could be the first sign that the king is starting to think that something's off here. However, the king turned over his signet ring to Haman because I think the king's attention was set on the fact that if these were lawless people in his kingdom, they do need to be dealt with. I think that was the priority he was thinking about. Now, an important detail I want to point out here is the king's signet ring that it talks about, the king's signet ring. Haman had just asked for the king to make a decree. Now, whenever a king made a decree, what they would do is he would seal it with a signet ring. The the decree would be written, and then melted wax would be dropped onto the paper, and so then the king would press his signet ring into the wax. And the wax would then have the image of the king's seal, which would make that decree active. It would have royal authority, authority onto it. Now, you, you'd think here that a wise king in this case, uh, a wise king would have said, you know what, hey, look, draft up the papers, I'll look it over, and if I like it, then I'll, I'll seal it with my signet ring. But the king, I think, carelessly handed his signet ring over to Haman. So now Haman has the power to do virtually whatever he wants to do. You can see the tension wasn't bad enough. Now it's got really bad. Now Haman has absolute authority to do whatever he wants because he has the signet ring. He's got full power, but he only has man's power. (laughs) He only has man's power. You know, God is not called almighty for nothing. Esther 3 and 12. Then the king's scribes were called on the 13th day of the first month, and a decree was written according to all that Haman commanded to the king's satraps, to the governors who were over each province, to the officials of all people, to every province according to its script, and to every people in their language. In the name of King Ahasuerus, it was written and sealed with the king's signet ring. And the letters were sent by couriers into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, little children and women. In one day, on the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their possessions. A copy of the document was to be issued as law in every province, being published for all people, that they should be ready for that day. The couriers went out, hastened by the king's command, and the decree was proclaimed in Shushan, the citadel. So the king and Haman sat down to drink. But the city of Shushan was perplexed. Wow, things move quick here, don't they? The people of this society in this day, they were accustomed to pretty brutal behavior, to cruel behavior. But this decree was so bloodthirsty that even they were shocked by it. It says they were perplexed. 
Now, people used to harsh things of a king like this, pagan king, to see this decree. Even they were stunned by it. Can you grasp just how big this threat has gotten? You know, we saw a mass genocide of the Jews in the 1940s. They're already having it here in the book of Esther too. This is, World War II was not the first time that they had this threat on them. God bless them. Satan was using lies to try to murder God's covenant people. If you can take out God's covenant people, you can take out God's promises. But God has a way of keeping his promises, guys. Isn't it good? And King Ahasuerus isn't even doing anything about it. He's just kicking back, chilling, taking it easy. You know, the only hope we have in this story of this whole empire, the only hope we have in this whole story are just two people. Just two people, Esther and Mordecai. But they serve a big, big God, don't they? Jeremiah thirty-two twenty-seven. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? <laughs> I love that. Nothing is too hard. You know, I think back to Daniel. He was in a hard situation, wasn't he? When he got put in that lion's den, he was cast in the lion's den. He was surrounded by trouble, big trouble. And another reason I brought up Daniel, okay, nothing was too hard for the Lord. He saved him. But another reason I bring up Daniel is because of that mention of the king giving his signet ring to Haman. Every time I see a signet ring in the Bible, I cash in. I cash in hard on signet rings because they are so awesome. They have such a great picture. Haman used this ring to seal decrees. It was written and he sealed it. That means it puts into effect. He sealed the decrees which carried the authority of the king. Now in verse 12, it says, The king's scribes were called and the decree was written in the name of the king and then sealed with the signet ring of the king. A signet ring, like we saw, it has that image in it. And when they sealed the decree, they dropped the wax and they'd press the ring into the wax and it would leave a royal image. Like you can see in this one here, it would leave a royal image on the seal. So that whenever anybody saw the decree, they would know by seeing the image of that seal that it had the authority of the king on it and that no other power out there could change it. No power could change it. Now, I want to let you see an illustration of this, of a signet ring's power, after they threw Daniel into the lion's den in Daniel 6.17. They threw him in the den, and it says, Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his, own, with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. You see what a signet does? It seals it. It's done. It ain't changing. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Nothing could change Daniel's situation because it had the king's authority sealed on it. Now, this is a lot like sealing a letter. When you seal a letter, that guarantees that its contents will remain intact until it arrives to the one that it is addressed to, till it gets to the one it is destined for. The king, in this story, he was tricked into condemning Daniel in the lion's den. So the next morning, he was in a big hurry to go and bring him back up from the den. And he was happy that Daniel was still alive. Now, in Daniel 6 and 23, I'm still on the signet ring here. It says, now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up. Y'all see that, guys? Taken up. Taken up out of the den. 
So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Now I want you to see a great picture here that only the king had the authority to reach through that seal to bring Daniel up from that hostile place and back up to himself. Daniel was uninjured because he believed in his God. Friends, we who believe in Jesus Christ are on this earth in a hostile environment, are we not? This is a hostile environment, but the king has promised us eternal life, and so he has placed a seal over us so that nothing will change in regard to our salvation. Ephesians 1.13 In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were what? Sealed. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. This means that when you believe in the gospel of Jesus, the king seals you, just like the royal signet ring, with the Holy Spirit of promise, so that nothing will change in regard to your salvation. And then later, when it is time, the king will come for us, and by his authority, and by his authority alone, he can reach through this seal of the Holy Spirit and lift us up from that hostile place. That is so good. I tell you, when I see a signet ring, I go crazy. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6.14, And God both raised up the Lord and will raise, and will also raise us up by his power. Now you know how a signet ring works. The decree that Haman issued by the king and sealed it means this is written, and this is the way it's going to go. And a decree is an official order issued by someone of authority. The signet ring leaves its image on that declaration. And so I want to show you God's declaration to us. Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Will be. Friends, the decree has been written and the king's authority has sealed it with the Holy Spirit, and those who believe it have been imprinted, imprinted, marked with his royal image, so that nothing concerning you will change the guarantee that you will be saved. Second Corinthians 3 and 18, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That says the Spirit of the Lord is getting us to that image. We catch that image so that whenever anyone looks at you, they see the authority of the King. And you have been given a guarantee, like that letter, that when you are going through the journey of your life, your inside contents will remain intact until you get to the one you're addressed to. And that would be Jesus Christ. Oh, I love signet rings. I see signet rings. That is a gospel moment right there, big time. Father, we thank you for the story of Esther. Lord, the stakes are rising, and once again, your covenant people have been under threat. Lord, we have seen this time and time again in history against the Jews, your covenant people. 
We thank you, Lord, that you have ultimate almighty power to protect them and us grafted in. You protect us, Lord God. And so from this story, Lord God, we see dedicated people who have spent time dedicating, serving the king. And they're going to be recognized for that service later. They're, they're being recognized for it. The integrity, the discipline, the service that they give. But Lord, there's those who come and they lie and they cheat, they steal and they kill. They speak Satan, Satan's language and they act out Satan's behavior. Lord God, they cannot have any control over us. You have control, Lord God. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die in my place, that I could turn my life over to you and get under your protection, under the protective blood of of the Passover lamb. Thank you, Lord God, that you cover us. Teach me discipline. Teach me how to serve with excellence. Teach me how to serve with the dedication that we're seeing in people like Esther and Mordecai. Only two people. And an entire nation that just declared annihilation against them. Lord God, we're in this hostile place. And it looks to annihilate us who believe, your people, and concentrated on the Jews in Israel, Lord God. But Lord, we know with that seal, we can be protected. And you can reach down through that seal and draw us back to yourself. We thank you, Lord God, that we're going to see how you save the Jews through Purim. And Lord, we know you will protect us too. Thank you, Lord God, that you look out for your people. Teach us how to walk in this way. Thank you for the time stamp showing us how long it may may have taken. Lord, it seems like sometimes life is so long and we get tired and we want to burn out and we want to quit and we we just want to stop. Lord God, it's too hard. I'm done. Lord, give us the strength to keep going. Just a little longer. Just a little longer because we know you're coming back. And we're ready to see you come back and reach down to us through that seal to pull us back up. But Lord, we will remain in this hostile environment. We will keep that discipline. We will keep that prayer and keep our faith in you until you come back. Lord, thank you for all these wonderful pictures. Thank you for the seal of the Holy Spirit. Lord, it's too big for me to convey in words, so I'm going to just stop it here. But Lord, I, I, I believe the people of the congregation here are in agreement with my prayer that we thank you that you have sent your son to die in our place. We messed up, we sinned, we messed it all up. But you forgive through your son, Jesus Christ, through the blood he spilled. And for anybody hearing my voice right now, if you've never made Jesus your Lord, you can do it right now. It doesn't take a ceremony. You don't have to go to a particular place. Wherever you're at, pray with me. You can get saved this instant. Now, give your life to Jesus Christ. Confess your sins to him. You know what they are. And say, Father, forgive me, I sinned. I'm sorry. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place to take my penalty, which was eternal condemnation. He paid for it all in one day on the cross, something I could never pay. And in in an eternity, he paid all at once. I accept that free gift of salvation. Thank you. I give my life to you. You're not Lord if I don't give my life to you, Lord God. I'm all in. Dedicated like Esther and Mordecai. Thank you, Father, for this gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, man. Signet rings. I've just been dying for a signet ring to pop up in our story so I can go crazy on you. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.